making her debut on the program, Michelle Esquinazzi. Michelle, good morning, sweetheart. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Nice to be with you. Nice, uh, nice to have you. So here's what we've got. The stores are closing. New York retailers lost about $4 billion. We know the story a couple of years ago with Jose Alba. That poor guy just defended himself, just defended himself, had to go to Rikers Island and eventually move. So I'm happy to see that finally, Michelle, finally, mm-hmm. bodega owners are like, you ain't going to do that here, man. No way. Yeah, I'm really happy about it because, I mean, let's face it, I'm a kid from Brooklyn, and we all know as New York City people that bodegas are the lifeblood of our, in, you know, inner city communities. Without them, you know, single moms really can't survive. So the fact of the matter is that these guys are, you know, going to fight back and, you know, let the gangs know and all the thugs know that when you come in here, I'm going to blow your head off just like you want to blow mine off. Nice. It sends a pretty clear message, I think. You know, uh, when we were kids, you know, you, you had uh, your teenage friends, and they try to knock off a bodega. They they steal something small. They would never go in with with guns or try to hurt anybody. And yeah. then mom and dad would have to go down and bail them out of jail, and it was embarrassing for them and the family. And um, you know, you, you would hope at least nine of those ten kids never did it again. But with bail reform and all the nonsense that, again, Andrew Cuomo, every time you mention something bad for New York City, you could attach Andrew Cuomo's name to it, yet this guy's got the balls to run again. And and right now, you can't make this up, he would destroy Eric Adams. So people have very short memories what a louse Andrew Cuomo is. But you would have to admit, Michelle, that bail reform is one of the reasons why bodegas and all of us are having all these issues. Yeah, I mean, years ago when I started lobbying in Albany against bail reform in 2012, nobody knew what it was. Now it's a kitchen table topic for sure, right? And Andrew Cuomo did what he did because of Soros money, just like every other loser politician. And, you know, we begged him at the time, don't do this. I mean, if you're going to roll this out, do it slower. Protect, you know, our global visitors. Protect our citizens here in New York. But that was not their agenda. Their agenda was to push it through, and he did so in the budget, just like they all do. And, you know, policymakers had no idea what they were signing. One of them I met, you know, right after he signed it, a senator, and he said, oh, I didn't know vehicular homicide and selling drugs on school property was in there. Mm. You know, they just didn't know. They just do what they're told, you know, up in Albany, and they still do. You know, Andrew ends up on the station once in a while. And I don't criticize my boss. I mean, he, you know, he's he's looking to uh, do compelling radio, and I, and I appreciate that. And I love my boss. I love him. He has people on this station that I would never put on, and I don't like, and that's okay. That's okay. But he brings on Cuomo, and others bring on Cuomo. And uh, he sits there, and Michelle, he's got all the answers now. He sits there, this son of a gun. He's got all the answers and what are well, his I would answers? He does. Right. Well, his <laughs> answers are basically. guy is right in his talking points. Right. right. So, so. His, his answers, Michelle, basically are to undo all the things he did. Well, I mean, look, he's a professional politician. You know, he's not going to take any sort of accountability for what he did to New York City. We once had a great city under Giuliani and Bernie Carrick. Look what he did to our city. We can't even go in anymore and, you know, see a Broadway show and take the kids to see the tree without bounty hunters. You know, it just, it's surreal. 
It's interesting you you said what he did, and you didn't go to the mayor of Bill de Blasio. I had uh, the actor Steve Sharippa from The Sopranos and Blue Bloods on yesterday, and he points to de Blasio. To me, it's really both. It's de Blasio and Cuomo, but it's interesting you went to Cuomo. You really feel like he, he has been the biggest villain in the collapse of New York? I really do, because what he did didn't just affect the inner city of New York. I mean, take a look at Rochester. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on, the amount of crime victims that are being created by virtue of this unaccountable bail reform policy, which not only affects us as New Yorkers, it's a national debacle. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, my mother, Naomi, who's a cult hero, she's beloved here. She comes on the show every couple of weeks, and um, she's terrific. So she lives in, uh, in just outside of Monticello, New York, about six miles outside of Monticello, a good two-plus hours north of the city. And when right. Cuomo uh, ran and when he won, one of the main promises that Cuomo made was, I'm going to clean up upstate New York. You mentioned Rochester. It's a mess. Binghamton is a mess. Syracuse is a mess. Monticello yeah. is a mess. Utica. We go on and on. None, none of those towns and those cities got any better under Andrew Cuomo. What did he do? He made millions writing books. He had a million girlfriends inside his DMs on Instagram. He had a great tan. He did comedy bits with his brother during COVID when people died. And in the meantime, all those upstate towns, Michelle, are still they're still completely broken. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, right? I mean, as kids from New York City, we grew up thinking the upstate portion of New York was essentially the promised land, right? Couldn't be touched, you know, was just different than New York City. But he's turned all these major cities throughout the state of New York into complete crime-ridden, unaccountable horrifying places to live. I mean, even the people that live in Plandom and Manhasset and really expensive zip codes are now very frightened. They won't go to the Miracle Mile anymore to buy their Louis Vuitton bags. Mm. I just had a discussion with somebody yesterday who lives in New Jersey, said they would never come to New York. Really? It's Christmas. Come look at Saks Fifth Avenue. It's gorgeous. No, no, thank you. I'm not coming. I'm scared. And, you know, Eric Adams and others tell you it's a perception, it's not real. Well, perception is reality. Let me ask you this. Where was the National Retail Federation during all these difficult times? Where were they? Well, they were spending gazillions of dollars every year on lobbying, but they were not lobbying for public safety, and they certainly didn't want to have the bail reform conversation because it didn't politically align with their lobbyists and their particular agenda. But now look at what's happening. I mean, people can't even come to New York. They can't. There's nowhere to shop. There's migrants sleeping all over the streets. It is a complete zoo. So I always tell everybody, if you're not from New York City and you want to come here and see the tree, like, watch it on TV. Do your family a favor. (laughs) I happen to be walking distance, so I, I make it my business to walk by. I usually go to at least one mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral, even though I'm Jewish. That's a true story. So I do enjoy this time of year. But you're right. It's uh, it's scary. Where do you live? I'm curious. Well, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. We have a house out on Long Island. You know, when my mother stopped being able to go to the store in Brooklyn, she said, oh, we're selling the house. We're going to move out to Long Island, which was the promised land before bail reform. Yeah. You know what uh, scares me, though, Michelle, is that while I'm applauding you, obviously you're a, a courageous and a lovely lady, and uh, my friend Fernando Mateo, for uh, bodega owners now arming themselves, you know what's going to happen? 
some low-life criminal piece of garbage is going to walk in, and the bodega owner is going to defend his or herself, and they're going to go to jail forever because of these damn laws. No? Right. They're going to go to jail, Sid, and I'm going to bail them out. So listen up, all bodega owners. If you get locked up, you get pinched for clipping a guy that comes into your store to rob you, call me. I'm getting you out of jail. And you can make that guarantee? Yeah, of course I can. Oh, God, I'm the bail bomb great. queen. You are great. You are the bail bomb. That's right. You can get anybody out, right? I certainly can. Where the hell were you 10 years ago when I needed you? <laughs> I'm right here. Trust me, I'm, I'm everywhere. I had to sit for five days in Manhattan Central booking. It was no fun, I got to tell you. Uh, but I wasn't trying to rob a bodega. I just actually drank too much. Uh, on a serious note, I, I love the work you're doing. I really do, Michelle. And you're a hero in a day and age when New Yorkers need more people like you. So, once again, if somebody does get pinched, they're in trouble, a bodega owner, anybody involved in retail, what's the best way to get to Michelle? You just call one eight seven seven empire now and just call Empire Bail Bonds, and I'm always available, especially to, you know, deal with anybody that's being politically prosecuted. Well, you'd be on that. Well, you'd be, uh, me too. You'd be safe. You have a uh, joyous and merry holiday season. Thank you, you for the too. work you Happy doing. Hanukkah. Merry Thank Christmas you. to everybody. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. There she is, uh, Michelle Esquinazzi, and Jennifer Harrison was right. She was great. Love that lady, actually. She's the CEO of Empire Bail Bonds and the president of the National Association of Bail Agents. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.